0: The diehard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona for boosted parlays, in game odds, and every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign today to receive a $1,000 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNBET.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap. America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new propswap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is DFS Simplified. Head over to prizepicks.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by SoBet. Sign up to bet against your friends and join the social betting revolution at SoBet.io. That's S O B E T.io. We're also brought to you by better fantasy. Better fantasy is a new free to play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head to head matchups. Download the app today, or just head to better slash SGPN. That's better slash S G P N. And of course, don't forget to download the S G P N app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Ooh, welcome everybody to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. And it was one for the ages, Nick Sirianni and Jalen hurts both having a career days career win for this new look Eagles team. They destroy the saints 40 and 20, 40 to 29. And uh, the score definitely was that close. Although it got a little close, a little nervous there. Uh, you know, tightening up there for a little bit when they cut it to uh, two touchdowns, thankfully, uh, you know, Sean Payton decided to go for a late field goal instead of really trying to get back in the game. And then Hertz answered with an awesome drive and an awesome juke move into the end zone. Eagles firing on all cylinders back in the playoff hunt L F G
1: Rob, how excited are you about this Eagles team? The win, where are you at? I mean, it's hard not to get amped. It was uh, it was a great game, a good win over, uh, you know, at least the defense too. You know, one interesting thing about this game, the saints had, you know, one of, one of, if not the top rushing defenses, I believe. And, and we just kind of went at them head on with our offensive line. And, you know, I really think our offensive line is just unstoppable right now. They're, I mean, they're playing at next level. Jordan, my had some unbelievable blocks. I saw a clip of Kelsey just having this great pull block as well. Um, the team's just clicking right now. You know, they're not asking Hertz to do anything crazy, but Hertz is just playing next level with his running ability. And I gotta be honest, he's running way better than I even thought he could. I mean, obviously we knew he was mobile, but he's shown some elusiveness and some real toughness. That's that's really hard to ignore. And, um, you know, I know we've had the debates to see a game manager. Is he not? And, and I don't think you can call him just a game manager. He might not be lighting the world on fire passing, but his, his running is, is just a next level thing that you have to value and you have to respect. And I think it's giving a lot of problems to the defense right now. And it's gotta be helping our run game as well yeah. or to, to our offense. Sorry.
0: I, I think people are kind of insulting him when they, when they call him a game manager, obviously they're trying to insult him again by calling him a game manager. You know, That's really like taking cheap shots at a quarterback because he's not winning a la Patrick Mahomes and throwing 40 times, but he's, it's not like he's just managing the game and relying on an amazing defense. He's creating plays on third down when they need a play, whether it's running or passing, he gets it done. I mean, that last drive, uh, you know, they really needed to ice it with a touchdown and he had an amazing run into the end zone and he had three rushing touchdowns. Like that's, that's really hard to do. And it doesn't feel like some, you know, freak outlier thing. It feels like, Hey, this is who this guy is. And he's, he's playing really well. He deserves some freaking credit. Let's go Justin. Where are you at? How excited are you about, uh about Jalen hurts, Nick Sirianni, the Eagles?
2: Oh, uh, I'm with you guys here. I mean, Rob pointed out a lot of the great, uh, great part about the offense there with the O line. The run game is uh, amazing at the moment. It seems like it could continue to go on throughout the rest of the season, especially considering who we're playing and the fact that we just played a great run defense and we were able to establish it and get things going. Yeah. Um, You pointed out uh, about the game manager thing. I think the funny thing is, is, Yeah, it's been going around in our thread, right? I I even have notes thinking about it as well. Sean, I think you pointed it out is the fact that, you know, he can create. And when we think about game managers, they're not really creating. They're just facilitating. And he's able to go to that next level, as you guys just pointed out. Um, One thing I do want to point out, though, is I, I think this game was actually a defensive win here. These guys came out. They were able to hold them. We were able to get three turnovers off of them, one of them being a pick six and uh, for as much hate as Gannon, has, as Gannon has gotten, I mean, they did what they needed to do against a really unhealthy and banged up offense. Um, you can't take that away. I know Simeon was the quarterback and Kamara wasn't there, but they did what they needed to do. Fourth quarter was obviously shaky. I think part of that though, was the fact that there were three and outs and we're punting to midfield, you know, giving them good field position, but they were able to get that stop with the field goal and uh, continue to get things going at the end. Uh, As you guys pointed out with that last drive with Hertz.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, a lot, a lot can be said of like, well, Hey, what if they, uh, what if we play a team that has a really good rush defense? What are they going to do? We just saw it. They're going to run all over these pieces of garbage. I mean, we have an amazing offensive line and that's why it was so frustrating with Sirianni early on when he had hurts throwing like 30 to 40 times. It is it, like one, he's a young kid. He's not fully developed as a passer. You have a strong rushing game. You have Jalen hurts a strong rushing quarterback and you have this amazing offensive line. Like why would you not want to lean into that? and? uh you know, it's, it's just crazy. I, a uh, little stat I found online, Ruben Frank, a longtime beat writer for the Philadelphia Eagles, most rushing yards versus the saints this year. Uh, number one, miles Sanders. Number two, Christian McCaffrey, number three, Jalen hurts. Number four, Jordan Howard. Like it's, it's pretty impressive what we did to this so-called amazing run defense. Rob, what about you? Do you have a favorite stat or nugget from the uh, Eagles' sweet win over the Saints?
1: Oh yeah, my favorite stat is JJ Arthego Whiteside with the big <laughs> catch and the play of the game. What was it? Twenty-three yards. I know Justin was jumping for joy when that happened. Yeah, There's... I mean that
0: they really uh, that was a key uh, play, and I think he actually got a game ball for that from Sirianni. Our boy uh, Whiteside coming up big when we needed it most. I mean that was like a key third down and nice catch and run for uh JJ Ortega Whiteside. Justin any any chance you dig out the jersey for the uh, next week?
2: Oh man, Sean, it it hadn't even crossed my mind, but it I think it might be deserved. Yeah. I'll dust it off. Why not?
0: As as the only owner of a J.J. white Whiteside jersey, I, I mean, I think it's just you and J.J. Uh, when he's active on the fifty-three man roster, uh, although we're joking, but I mean, honestly, Justin, who would you rather have on this team right now, uh, Whiteside or Rager? I mean, Whiteside actually is productive in special teams. I feel like Rager's return abilities are horrible. I mean, I guess maybe you say Rager because there's a chance he figures it out one day, but. I haven't seen anything that would suggest that's the case. I would kind of go white side. I mean, granted they're both kind of massive busts, but I, I would kind of go white side.
2: Uh Yeah. I don't disagree with the white side take. I mean, it, his blocking ability, which we pointed out, uh, he hasn't really evolved too much as an actual wide receiver for us, but I, I think I still got to go with Rager. uh it, people can label him a bust. I understand that. But uh, I, I think the other issue with him, and we were talking about this a little bit, is, you know, Hurts is still kind of learning the progressions to a certain extent. And uh, Regor, obviously, it's, it's on him to catch the passes when they come to him. But possibly that could be part of the issue. Um, we saw Quez taking returns at the beginning of the season. They switched Regor in that position, and neither of them have been too flashy there. Part of it could be the blocking on special teams as well. Um, I'm not saying I'm happy with Rager by any means. Um, I don't think he's that great of a player, and eventually he needs to be replaced. But I don't know if you could pick Whiteside at this point.
0: Well, Well, yeah. But I mean, you know, maybe you get a Rager jersey and you can just alternate Rager Whiteside, (laughs) depending (laughs) on uh, who you like that week, (laughs) since you're huge fans of both.
1: Uh, I mean, I I, I saw the stat Rager in the last four games has 1.25 receiving yards per game. I mean, in the last four games. I mean, you would think you could get at least a 10 yard catch in there to, to boot, to bump your statistics. I mean, I think he also, I don't have a stat for this, but just based on the stats I've seen in the eye test, he probably has the most negative yard plays, you know, of any receiver I'd say definitely, but you know, maybe even anyone on the team Um, there's just something going on there. I don't know what it is, but he's not producing. They're not really getting him the ball. Um, You know, he's made it. One or two nice catches, maybe, but it's there's just nothing coming there and i I don't know what to make of it i'm I'm pretty close to being out on him. I'll tell you that,
0: yeah, no, I mean it's uh yeah, I mean he's oh god he's he's just uh he's just been a bust, honestly, there's not much else to say, and I mean, thankfully, it does seem like Devonta Smith is kind of the guy and and again, I mean, is it worth bringing up has these past few games changed your view on Howie? I mean, we look at, you know, they extended Maddox, they extended Goddard, both off this same week. Justin, are you, are you, uh, you seem to be, I don't know. I forget where are you at with Howie? Cause I was definitely, we should have fired Howie, but now it's like, all right, he's got nice draft picks. Got us a bunch of cap space. If he sticks with Hertz, I could, I could be uh, back on team Howie. How about you? I
2: I think I typically lead more pro Howie. Now I was out on him probably at the beginning of the season, but I I have come back quite a bit. Uh, I was actually just talking to Rob uh, earlier today about the fact that, you know, we cut Wilson and that's one thing that I like to see is the fact that it seemed like Gannon was able to make that uh, decision and we were able to get him out of that line, not even just bench him, but the fact that we cut him, he was supposed to be a decent signing at the beginning of the season. And uh, he allowed, you know, Gannon to put in who he thought he he needed for that position. So he gets some credit for that. He doesn't seem to be meddling as much as, you know, in years prior, um, which has been mentioned in the past. Uh, And like you pointed out, I mean, we're looking at cap space. I think we have the second highest cap space as of right now, right behind the uh, the Jags and you pointed out the picks. So right now, And he also made, from what looks to be a decent decision. I'm not 100% in on Sirianni, but things are starting to lean that direction. So how can you be mad at Howie at this moment?
0: Well, the roots are starting to take shape, uh, Justin. I don't know if you know, we got some sweet, sweet flower power going. The team is uh, totally, totally vibing. Rob, you were also uh, just—we were just mentioning the TJ Edwards extension as well and he's he's been good, man. I mean, Justin, you nailed it. it. It seemed like cutting wilson and and promoting TJ. Edwards was something that the coaching staff wanted to do. And it wasn't beholden to what the GM did or wh- how much they paid for the guy. and it it's it's great to see that. And Edwards has kind of been flying all around the field. like i I still do think we need to use one of our first round picks on a defensive playmaker, ideally at the uh, linebacker position in the first round. But, I mean, Rob, TJ Edwards has looked pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, I think, you know, between him and honestly Davion Taylor's had some nice plays too. Unfortunately, it looks like he's going to be out uh for a couple of weeks here, but um so, you know, look, it's not a huge commitment. It was a one-year extension on TJ Edwards, which, you know, I like it. You know, you get to see a little more of him if, you know, he proves he can play, maybe you give him another extension, but it seems like a good move and, you know, I just want to circle back too to that you know, talking about how he in the draft class, I mean, I think it should be recognized that 2018 class, we did not have a first round pick, and I another, I think third round we didn't have. I I, I might be forgetting the other round, but we essentially had five draft picks and we have now extended four of those guys. I, I don't know that we talked about this last week. I think it happened after, but we extended Goddard and we extended Maddox, obviously. We signed my um and I'm blanking on who's the fourth one we extended, Sean. Sweat, um, sweat, sweat. Yes, thank you. So, I mean, look, extending four out of five guys in that draft pick. I mean, that's not a good class. I'd say that's a great class uh, for the picks that we had. So, he's had a lot of misses. Don't get me wrong. I think all GMs have misses, but you know, at least that class, he deserves some credit for. And and I like the Goddard signing, and I like the Maddox signing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I like Maddox and Goddard as guys too. Like it, it, it does feel, it does feel as if a young core of Eagles players that are easy to root for that are, that are fun to have around is kind of, they're kind of emerging. Now we'll see a lot of it does hinge on. I, I mean, if Hertz is the guy, obviously it makes so much, you know, it just makes building the team so much easier. And imagine if we just kind of, stick it out for with Hertz for another year. Imagine the kind of talent you can put around him and build around him and, and really put him in the best case
1: scenario. Uh, I it, it's really, the sky is the limit. We're going yeah, not to mention Sean, just with yeah. that. I mean, the Eagles are going into next year, actually with a lot of cap space. I mean, yeah. I think someone just circulated. I think we have over 20 million right now. Um, So we not only are going to have draft capital going in next year and have the capital to sign those picks, but we could also potentially make a splash in free agency. And, you know, maybe we sign another wide receiver or, or, you know, another position that we need and, and we may have the capital to do so.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, or we dump it all into an aging veteran, like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, who Russell Wilson, maybe he's hit the wall. I mean, I'm a massive Russell Wilson fan, but he certainly doesn't look like someone you want to sink a lot of uh, capital into. Who knows about Deshaun Watson? All this time off and the off-field issues, and and Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers really strikes me as a Philly guy, and that's the other thing. Like Hertz is clearly a Philly guy, and uh, I think that's a big part of it. And we saw kind of the demise of Carson was ultimately he didn't have that Philadelphia mentality, a la Ben Simmons. There are two guys who are talented. I mean. I, I certainly Wentz's career will be remembered more fondly because he was involved in that 2017 Super Bowl and uh Simmons never was. But yeah, I, I think they're the the idea of you have to have a certain mentality to play in Philadelphia, I think is real. And I, I don't know if Watson, Rogers, or Wilson, certainly they much more, you know, credentials as far as just pure passers, but they're farther along in their career, it'd be great if we could just build our team around Hurts, a super young guy who you know, isn't even as old as Carson Wentz was when Carson Wentz took his first snap, his rookie year. And that's the thing; like, we're really just watching Hertz's rookie year. I mean, he's fifteen starts in. If if this was the sample of games, uh, you know, was his rookie year, and they're, they're just all played out in a row, no one would be thinking about moving on from him after this rookie year. Even even drafting him in the second round. It's it's kind of crazy when you phrase it like that. And I mean, hurts top five. He's led the league in QBR last five weeks. There's something there. And again, he continues to improve. How can you be out on the guy when he continues to make himself better? But Rob, we got a new segment instead of realist Rob, we are changing it to roster Rob, where you notoriously short leash when it comes to coaches players, very, uh, you know, if I was a a man owner, I mean, Jonathan Gannon wouldn't have made it to like week four. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if there's one person, and I think it'll be fair to open it up to coaching staff as well. Player or coaching staff, who are you cutting this week?
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, first of all, realist Rob's not going anywhere, he's still gonna be here, so yeah. you'll see him pop back up, but uh. You know, look. I, I came into this and I was gonna say Jalen Rager, but I, you know, as I'm sitting here talking, I just had a change of heart, and I might be a week late on this, but I'm not giving up. I told you I'm out on him, and I'm I'm cutting Barnett. Derek I Barnett. I just I cannot get behind him. He he, you know, he'll make it for every nice play he makes, he has like five dumb penalties, and and I'm just over it. I don't want us to resign him. I'd rather us get someone else. So he is getting that number one cut job um, for the inaugural week. Yeah, no, love it. R.I.P. Derek Barnett, and that does seem like a spot
0: where we we will be using a uh, first round pick come 2022. All right, we're gonna uh, move to a couple more season things. Obviously, we do have the uh, Giants preview coming up later on in the show. Before we get to that, I want to announce we have a, a contest here. We are giving away an autographed Brian Dawkins mini helmet. It's pretty sweet. It's obviously autographed by Brian Dawkins, not us, but a very easy to enter. All you have to do is go to sports gambling podcast.com slash eagles. dot podcast.com slash Eagles. Uh, listen to an episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a uh, screenshot of you submitting the review, you sm- submit it on the form. And then we will uh, select a winner come week 14 for that. Brian Dawkins mini helmet. Do not want to miss out. It looks, uh, looks pretty badass, and uh, I may have to order one my, for myself and uh, I highly recommend it. And it's a good way to support the podcast. So sports slash Eagles. We're also brought to you, obviously, by WinBet, the presenting sponsor of the Die Hard Eagles podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Head over to T.com to get that $1,000 risk free sports bet, in game wagering, parlay boost. They got it all over at winbet.com. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America goes to buy and sell real sports bets. Just head over to propswap.com, use that promo code SGP and you get up to a $500 deposit bonus on your first deposit there. No, I will not be uh, listing. My Nick Sirianni coach of the year ticket over at propswap.com. But that thing has a little bit of life here. If the Eagles knock on wood uh, can make a run. I don't think that thing is quite cooked. Uh, I'm a little more worried about my Jalen hurts MVP. Although the MVP race is comically wide open. If he can continue to put the team on his back, look out, look out and uh, kind of perfect transition to our next, our next uh, segment here. I've opened my heart to Jalen hurts. I'm considering buying a Jalen hurts Jersey. Well, actually let me ask you this, Rob and Justin, should I buy a Jalen hurts Jersey? I want to get a sweet black Jalen hurts Jersey. However, it looks like they only have double uh, XL triple XL so far out there. Should I pull the trigger or am I jinxing Jalen Hurts, Justin?
2: Oh, uh, you're jinxing Jalen Hurts, <laughs> uh, Sean. We can't forget what happened with uh, with Wentz, and uh, that was a fat, know, head. fat head, and how you just killed him. So,
1: well, no. come on, they they won the no, Super Bowl. I, I'm usually all over Sean for these jinxes, but I say go ahead and get it. I think Hurts is is uh, he, yeah. he 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 doesn't get uh, rattled. Um, you know, one of the things I was going to say about him is, it seems like no moment's too big for him. I never look like he's lost out there or he's yeah. rattled from the moment. He's poised. Um, so I say, go ahead, show your support. It's been long enough. He deserves it.
2: I don't see any reason to tempt fate here, Sean. Uh, you're gonna do. <laughs> oh, what man, gonna
1: do. I was I was really looking for a, a solid
0: answer there. You guys are split. We'll we'll toss it to the audience. But Justin. <laughs> whatever, what the readers really or The listeners really want to know is, you know, you've, you've, you've talked uh, throughout this podcast about how you really like Jalen, but you don't, you don't want to go all in on Jalen. You don't want to get your heart broken. I feel I sense the same thing from my brother. Now he's damaged between Carson Wentz and Ben Simmons. He doesn't want to go there. He's worried. He's going to get hurt again. But I, Well, you can't be afraid to love again, Justin. Have you opened up your heart to Jalen Hurts so far this season?
2: You know, I mean, you sent me that picture of him being what first to practice, and you know, I got overwhelmed, and I sent you that text (laughs) back. I said, uh, "I said I love Jalen." Yes, and uh, you know, at first I regretted it. I wanted to take it back immediately, but I I had to think about it. And you know what? Like, I think he's my QB one now. I think even going into next season. Um, regardless of what happens. As you pointed out earlier, he's 15 starts in to his career. And I like what I'm seeing. And the thing that I like most is he seems to be progressing with each start. He seems to be getting better. And I know we haven't seen, you know, a dynamic passing game from him yet, but he is starting to verge on that. You're starting to see some small steps and the field seems to be opening up for him a little bit more. The game seems to be slowing down. Yes, he rushes quite a bit, but as we were talking about in our thread earlier today, I I don't really care as long as we win. And, you know, if that's with Jalen, you know, having to scramble towards the end of games, I'm all for it. Uh, He's a leader. He seems, by all intents and purposes, to be a winner as well. Um, Yes, we do not have a winning record as of yet this season, but we will get there. I, I believe that. And as Rob was pointing out earlier, I think he was talking about How, you know, we have faith in him towards the end of games with the ball in his hand. He takes care of it. Uh, And uh, that's something that couldn't be said, you know, for our past QB.
0: Justin, in the same way, just to break up, go ahead. I was just going to say, in the same way that he protects the ball, he's also going to protect your heart. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to let him in, Justin. Don't be afraid.
2: Yeah. He's in. He's in, Sean.
0: What about you? Justin loves again, (laughs) Justin loves again. What about you, Rob? I mean, for me, I think Hertz is the guy, obviously anything can happen in these next six games, but I've seen enough that replacing him and what it would cost to replace him and be an obvious upgrade or even a potential upgrade. I, I just don't see it. And the fact that he's improving and that's not even, you know, you factor in all the other intangible stuff he brings to the program uh it's just it's just uh i mean what what isn't what else do you need to see from him i get it people want to see like aaron rodgers throwing all over the field or even justin herbert's had his ups and downs and he he looks like a much more natural passer but i would also say like even this past game against the saints there were a couple balls with some real zip that were well
1: placed is is jalen hurts the guy for you yet yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'm pretty much there. I mean, again, I don't know who the better option is and I think he's earned it so far. I mean, there's a couple things at play here as I look at it. I mean, one, he's not being asked to throw anymore. So, you know, the running game's working. Why would they do anything else? But I do think, you know, that game, what was it last game or two games ago? Um, you know, when Devontae Smith had the big game and he threw two touchdowns to him, I mean, hurts, did have a good passing half there. And really they just dialed it back because they didn't need to throw anymore. So would I like to see that game down the stretch where he beats another team throwing because they took the run away? I mean, look, I don't want that to happen because we're clicking as it is, but yeah, I would, I would love to see him do that. Um, I do think he's getting better with the progressions. He certainly still has a long ways to go, but again, it's his 15th start. Um, And I just think it's very easy for people to undervalue his running ability. And I I mean, it's not just, it's really doing wonders for the offense. And I think ultimately it is going to help that passing game click even more because at some point here in the near future, teams are going to have to start overcorrecting. They're not going to, they're going to want to make him beat them throwing and, you know, we'll see what he can do then. But I, I just think teams are going to have to start really going overboard to stop this run, and and he'll have his moment to shine. Yeah, but then I I think he'll he'll be able to do that. Like he'll be
0: able to beat, you know, he'll be able to throw uh, enough. And I mean, I, I think the book is kind of already out. Like, hey, we're a running team. We've established it. We have an identity these past four games, and teams even good defenses like the saints tried to adjust. I'm sure. I'm sure they game planned with the idea that we're going to pound the rock and they still couldn't stop us. I, I think that's, I think that's huge. And you know, it, it certainly has been discussed a little bit, but I think this offensive line is having kind of a historic season, especially when you factor in some of the injuries early. Um, there was a lot of speculation as to whether even Dickerson would play this season. He's come in and looked uh, really good. Uh, Jason Kelsey's been, you know, a spry veteran and uh, lane had his off the field issues. He's gotten back. He's playing strong. My Lada was getting into it. We saw a chirpy my Lada. I mean, it's loved hard- it. yeah, it was great. Cause normally he's like kind of, everyone just says how mild mannered he is. Uh, it, it's really been awesome seeing this offensive line. Justin uh, I heard a caller on another show mention maybe trading Andre Dillard. For me, I don't I'm not looking to get rid of Dillard either just because we've had injuries with the offensive line. I want to keep the depth around him and what you could get for Dillard probably not worth the trade. Are you agree or you think we should try and move him?
2: Uh, I'm 100% with you. I think we keep him. I mean, we saw what was it uh, against the Broncos. I mean, Dickerson went down for a minute there. Uh, Somebody else did. And I even mentioned last podcast, possibly training an old lineman just because of those concerns and the fact that we need the depth. And I think we even pointed out that we kind of, I mean, you can never have too many picks, but we have so many picks this season that to get rid of a guy like Dillard, I don't really know what that does for you in the long run anyway. So I, I would keep him. Uh, hold on to him, keep that depth. Uh, the guys seem to have good mojo um, and, and continue to work with him and continue to, uh, you know, move this line. I like what we're seeing. And as you pointed out, uh, just the the O-line right now, we're third in rushing yards overall. And one thing I noticed is that our longest rush is 31 yards. So it, it actually shows me that, you know, the, the, what, the almost 1,700 yards that we have aren't just from big, rushes from, you know, guys breaking out, making a couple of good juke moves. It seems to be a lot of hard hitting, you know, getting these guys 10, 15 yards uh, at a time and uh, keeping things going. We're averaging five yards a carry right now, overall.
1: Yeah. that's And I think, I, I I think just to chime in with this offensive line that I think goes a little underappreciated. I mean, obviously everyone's high on my lot, uh, and And I think everyone's now recognizing how well Dickerson's playing. And, you know, between those two guys, they've really anchored that left side. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Dickerson long-term. If he stays there at left guard, if he plays right guard, if he moves to center, if, if, if Sel- Kelsey retires. But, you know, I think that the surprise there is really uh, Driscoll at right guard. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone coming into the season would have expected that, you know, Brooks would go down. Who's, you know, a fantastic player and, you know, Driscoll would step in and the lines been, would be playing better than it's ever played. So, you know, I do think we should be given some props there as well.
2: Yeah. I agree. Uh Just to chime in real quick, as Rob just said about Driscoll, I mean, Brooks, it seems like we can, like we pointed out, uh free up about $13 million in cap space. If we cut him after June 1st, now, Looks like her cap is, space is pretty good at the moment, but if that's a possibility as well, that might be something that we we definitely consider, especially since he's just been banged up so, so much over the past couple of years.
0: Yeah, I, I I don't I I would have to crunch the numbers and see the breakdown, but I I think we're probably going to move on from uh, Brooks after the season. As much as it pains me to say it, he's a great guy, but man, he's just too old and he's just had too much of an injury history, especially for a guard. Um, you know, it's not worth it. I mean, he's he's going to be too expensive and uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we can free up some cap space by moving on from Brooks. I don't think it's crazy to say this. I, I don't remember the offensive line playing this well in a long time. I mean, even that offensive line in 2017, I, I think it's right up there it's, uh it's kind of crazy. And uh, again, it, it comes to like, just let them run block offensive linemen love run blocking. And uh, there's certain, mo- certainly a momentum to this team. That's uh that's real. And it's, it's, it's been awesome to see, you know, we had the regular segment of uh, doing the pick tracking and that was more when uh, things weren't looking so good for the team in 2021, but it continues to look pretty decent for our draft hall in 2022 although not a great week for the draft picks because the Eagles won, obviously uh, the dolphins won and the Colts won. However, uh, Carson Wentz, I think played like 90 something percent snaps. He looks like he's well on the pace. I I think we're probably going to get there in like two games where we essentially lock up the 75% snaps. I mean, it's kind of an estimate because you don't really know, you know, how many snaps they'll play in the game, but I I think next two or uh, maybe like two games. Uh, knock on wood. If he can play full games, I think we should be good right now. The dolphins pick is at eight. Our picks at 11 Colts at 16, either way, it's still going to be a pretty sweet haul. dolphins. Unfortunately for the pick have a pretty easy schedule. I still don't think they're that good. And uh, the Colts, I mean, no, nah, don't give any credit to Carson Wentz, but uh, Jonathan Taylor went off. They beat the bills. They're kind of making a run here in the AFC. So. Maybe that Colts pick and Dolphins pick not quite as good as we had hoped, but I still think the Dolphins pick will end up being a top ten. Rob, any anyone uh, jump up on your draft board recently?
1: You know, no. I've, I'll i be honest; I haven't done the deep dive yet, so n- no one that I'm prepared to to go on record with. But you know, I think in the coming weeks, hopefully, we'll do some more uh, draft discussion and be better. We
0: got we got we that. got plenty of the off season. We got the regular season. The, the Eagles are in the playoffs. Or the at least exactly. the playoff hunt. Uh, we haven't gotten to this and it certainly was interesting. Probably the only time got really nervous during the game where the uh, miles Sanders fumbles one, he, uh, he fumbled and the saints recovered, turned it into an easy touchdown to cut it to a 14 to seven game. And the other one, luckily they blew his forward progress dead, but it could have been a similar, similar situation where yeah, they would have taken over at the 10 yard line Justin, it looks like Jordan Howard's going to be out at least for the giants game, maybe back for the jets game. He's not going on an IR. So that's a good sign, but are you okay with miles Sanders kind of taking taking back the lead role here?
2: Yeah, I I'd say I'm fine with that. I mean, I know he had that fumble during the game and he ran out of bounds inexplicably with like, Oh my God, ball. again, <laughs> come on man. Awareness. But I mean, you know, he was our guy to start the season and For all intents and purposes, I thought he was going to take over that role with Howard healthy anyways in the next coming games. I think this speeds it up a little bit more. But as long as Sanders is healthy, why not give it to him? Like we said, I think he's a little bit faster. He's a little bit more shiftier than what Howard can bring. I don't know if he necessarily always falls forward as much as Howard does, but I think he could get you more overall yards. I do, though, just real quick, Sean, want to go back to the picks. I think one thing to to take into account, too, with the fact that You know, these picks are getting higher in the draft, or I guess you would say lower. Is the fact that, I mean, that might be more of a reason to hang on to Jalen for anybody who might be on the fence with him. Is the fact that if you did want to get one of the quarterbacks that we would really like, you're probably going to have to give something up in order to reach up and get one of those guys at this point, because, you know, the Lions are probably going to take a guy, I would assume, with the way golf has played, the Texans as well. So, I mean, I would think that this should be more of a reason as uh, it seems that we're going to be picking higher in the draft, that it's not going to work out in our favor if we did try to go for a QB.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. I mean, the problem is you're, yeah, the slim pickings and every day or every week that our picks kind of go down lower, what we'd have to do to get into that top spot uh, continues to ratchet up. All right. Speaking of playoffs, we are in the mix. Everyone, you know, there was some thought that maybe I was crazy. Maybe I'm some Homer who just loves Nick Sirianni and Jalen hurts. All those things are true, but there is something they're right in the mix here for the playoffs. Now, currently they're in the number nine spot. However, uh, and obviously there's that seventh playoff spot. So probably looking at six or seven. Although let's be honest, they're only two and a half games back from the Cowboys. The uh, they do play the Cowboys one more time. Not gonna, not gonna get crazy and talk division, but right now ahead of them is the 49ers at five and five, who they have the tiebreaker over the saints who are five and five, who they have the tiebreaker over and the Vikings who are five and five. And uh, we haven't played them. So you don't have the head to head, Tiebreaker there. Rams are uh, seven and three. Bucks six and three. This is uh, we can probably make bucks seven and three. It looks like they're going to beat the Giants here. I'm going to go out on that limb. But Justin, you were kind of laying out some possible scenarios. How do you see it shaken out here? It feels like if we get to ten wins, we're definitely in. Eleven wins, obviously, we're definitely in. Win nine wins, it it's going to come down to some tiebreakers eight wins. I think we'd have to get kind of fortunate, although I wouldn't be shocked if the seventh seed is eight and nine and just has the right tiebreakers. But what's your, uh, what's your thoughts on our playoff situation here going into uh, next week?
2: I mean, I think that it could potentially be a three-way tie for those last two spots. I think from what I don't have it in front of me anymore, but I think between us, San Francisco and the saints, I mean, the saints had laid some eggs the past couple of games, which is great for us because it actually brings that sixth spot into play now. Um, And uh, potentially, I mean, if two spots are up for grabs there, uh, since they haven't been able to lock it up, it'd be nice. But I think uh, at nine and eight, it could end up being the Saints, us and uh, San Francisco overall. I know you and I talked, Sean, and you seem to be convinced that we could run the table and uh, (laughs) knock off the Cowboys for the division. But I'm not so sure of that. Well, we can see though, I would love it. It would it would be right. so epic. I I I don't I don't even want to think about it because it just sounds too good right now. But I love the idea.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would go eleven and six, Cowboys, really, we'll we'll find out. Uh, I'm not going to start thinking about the division until we get past Thanksgiving. If the Cowboys can lay an egg on Thanksgiving, which they've done many a times, I know because I bet against the Cowboys every Thanksgiving then, you know, then, then maybe we get a little interesting. there. Um, not quite ready to go there yet, but I, <laughs> the problem is we would need to run the table and probably even get some help there. Cause if they, I mean, they have a pretty easy schedule uh, as well. They're kind of remaining a team. So we'd have to get a couple breaks there, but Rob, where are you at with the playoffs? Should we be expecting playoffs? Is that crazy to expect this
1: team to make the playoffs right now. I mean, part of this is just so frustrating. Cause if we would have won a few of those games uh, that we could have easily won early in the season, you know, San Fran being one of them. And um, you know, we could be, you know, in the driver's seat so much more, but look, I, I mean, I think we're in a good position in terms of our schedule. I think we can win, you know, uh, pretty much all these games down the stretch, obviously Dallas the last game of the year, year, maybe the toughest game for us, but at least it's at home. Um, But at least it gives us something to root for. And at least it's going to be exciting down the stretch. I just want to continue to see the team grow and and play well. And um, look, if, if we miss it, you know, let's go down swinging. So, I mean, the one thing I think we're probably all feeling good about is that over under six and a half game wins. Um, Oh yeah. I I think we're, I think that's looking like a, a pretty good line at this point.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. It feels pretty good sitting at five and six, just trying to get over that six and a half. I, I recently dug out my ticket uh, from wind bet there and was just eyeing it up. Hopefully not putting any uh, bad mojo on it. All right. We're going to move over to the giants preview before we get to that Want A shout out prize DFS simplified. You think you got some uh, takes on the Eagles uh, prop bets. I've been, I've been just hammering these Jalen hurts over rushing yards. Uh, prop bets over at prize picks. It's really been kind of one of the easier ones to predict. They haven't, they haven't moved it north of 50 yards and he just keeps going over. Uh, again, highly recommend checking out uh, prizepicks.com using that promo code SGP. Get that sweet 100% deposit up to $100. Active in a bunch of states, even states like California that doesn't have a uh, legal prop betting. Uh, you know, prize picks is active in their state. Yeah. It's crazy. They keep setting the line so low. I mean, the last six games Hertz has gone over 50, 55 yards or more, and they keep setting it south of 50. I imagine the prize picks line will be uh hired this week, but still feels like a good bet. Uh, we're also brought to you by better fantasy. That's right. You want to play head to head fantasy football. It's pretty fun. You just uh, sink your fantasy football league and then better fantasy sets, betting spreads, uh, totals, money lines, prop bets. It's great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's free to play. They have free prop games as well. And uh, one of the guys who founded it also a diehard Eagles fan. So support him. Actually, he went to, uh, he went to high school at Bethlehem Catholic. He's uh, he's local to where uh, we grew up. So support a local business too. And their apps. Great. It's really fun. Like once you sync. Your fantasy football league, and then you start sending screenshots to your buddies. You're really gonna see uh how fun this is. Just go to betterfantasy.com sgpn b-e-t-t-o-r fantasy.com sgpn. And we're also brought to you by so bet. So bet, man, they're tapping back into the roots of gambling, going mono e mono, one person versus the other. I think the eagles are gonna cover. I think the giants are gonna cover. Let's just settle it head to head. It's uh it's really fun to bet against your friends. It's called social betting. I think you're going to enjoy it. Just go to so bet.io S O B E T dot I O get you set up there. Uh, again, you can kind of, it's free to play. You can come up with the craziest bets in the world and try to outsmart your buddies. See who can uh, bring home the most uh, prize uh, most prize dollars. Just head over to S O B E T dot IO. So bet. Justin, we'll let you kick things off here. Eagles giants rivalry week here on the podcast. What do you got for the Eagles? What do they need to do on the defensive side of the ball?
2: I mean, I think it just comes down to uh, rattling Danny dimes. It doesn't seem like Saquon's hundred percent. I'm not overly concerned about the run game at the moment. They seem to be a pretty balanced offense uh, averaging about 240 yards a game passing and a hundred rushing. I think as long as we can get that pressure going, um, I think things will work out. And uh, I think that pressure should actually start with the corners. Like we've been doing, get those guys pressing, get them on man, uh, allow, you know, our line the extra half second or whatever they need in order to get to Danny rattle him. Um, and we should be successful.
0: Yeah, I mean, mission one: turn Daniel Jones over. It's pretty easy. Just get pressure on him. I, I think Darius Slay. Knock on wood, he's okay. I know he entered the concussion protocol. It's crazy. He's had uh, three touchdowns already this season. He's been a huge asset uh, and and really a gift to this defense. I'm slightly worried that Davion Taylor looks like he's on IR for sprained knee. He will be out but uh, hopefully we should be able to smother him. I, I, the, the guy that worries me on the giants offense right now, honestly, I would say is Kadarius, Tony kind of a uh, wild card off the field, interesting character, but you know, just watching him on this, in this Tampa Bay bucks game, he really is a guy that's pretty elusive in space. And if we're without one of our more athletic linebackers and Davion Taylor, I could see him kind of being a handful for this defense but uh, as long as, as long as the D line gets some pressure and we continue to play aggressive, which we did against the saints. And we seem to do when we play below average quarterbacks with Daniel Jones clearly is, we should be okay. Rob, what about you? What do we got to see from the Eagles defense come Sunday?
1: Yeah, I think you guys kind of touched upon it. I mean, obviously getting pressure on, on Daniel Jones, I think he's good for a pick if you can get some pressure on him. But, you know, I kind of just want to see the team uh, consistently bring the pressure. I mean, I think even in that States game, we started out great uh, on defense and really offense, which we'll touch upon. But and then we kind of had that lull where we almost let them back in the game. And I think we kind of took our foot off the gas a little bit and and got a little less aggressive. I'd like to see us just, you know, kind of keep the pedal to the metal for the whole game, so to speak, in terms of. You know, our aggressiveness and, and, you know, keeping pressure on the quarterback and and not lay off when you have those laws and give another team an opportunity to get back in the game.
0: Yeah, that's going to be big. And, uh, obviously we are heading to the Meadowlands, place where the, uh, for some reason, the, the Giants, you know, much like we struggled at home early on the season, got a first W. Giants, I mean, it, it's, it's been like, I, since they've been horrible, which has been a lot, uh, basically like since they stopped winning super bowls, uh, the, the giants have been really bad. I I think they are the worst team in the past five years against the spread at home. I don't know what it is. That stadium is kind of a a dump. It doesn't have a lot of energy. It's a one o'clock East kick. Uh, According to WinBet, we are a minus three favorite, a 47 and a half is the total. But switching over to the offensive side, Justin, uh, what do you what do you want to see from the offense?
2: Uh, last game, it was one where we thought Hertz was going to have to pass a little bit more because of the run defense of the Saints. But I think this one's just the opposite. I think we just need to run the ball. Hitch our wagon to Sanders this game. Allow him to get us some yards. Um, they're they're letting up uh, almost 125 yards a game rushing. So I, I would see what we can do there. Um, and you know, have hurts do what he does, which is, you know, pass when he needs to, but no reason to force it. Hopefully our defense can, you know, stall him out a little bit. We could get the lead like we've been doing in the games that we've been winning, and we can uh we can prevail through the run.
0: Yeah, you know, uh getting the scouting report from uh Ryan uh real money Kramer, and it, it does seem like the Giants struggle in the middle of the field. So I expect Dallas Goddard to have a big game, and Goddard is really emerging as uh, you know. It's basically Goddard and uh, Devonta Smith are, are Hertz's main two guys, and I I wouldn't be surprised if we see a another big uh, Goddard game come Sunday. I think that's a tough matchup for them. They don't really have the safety or linebackers to kind of match up with Goddard, and I really. Really like our uh, chances there. Obviously, continue pounding the rock until they stop it. But I, I do think Goddard is going to be the key uh, to
1: the offense. What about you, Rob? What do you got for the offense? Yeah, I, I, I don't think we need to do anything crazy here or get too cute. I mean, honestly, I think our offensive line is playing so well that uh, we don't need to scheme around their weaknesses. We just need to play to our strength, keep that run game going, and dare them to stop us. And uh, you know, if they do stop us, then I think Nick's got to be ready to adjust in game. But um, I would just come in with the same game plan we've, we've had and, and, you know, make them beat us. And, you know, if the saints who were one of the best running defense, couldn't stop us, I don't think the giants are going to be able to either.
0: No, you hear that giants fans. You can't stop us. Let's go, go birds. Justin, what about you? What's a what's a diamond in the rough? A uh, angle here that we haven't talked about that you think could be the difference in the game come Sunday?
2: Well, I actually already alluded to that difference, and I think the difference for us this week is going to be Miles Sanders. You know, he's averaging five yards a carry. Our offensive line has now taken over, Um, and you know they did it a little bit with him last game, but prior to him getting injured, you know we we really didn't see it much. So. I think this is actually going to be his game to shine. Boston's a good, you know, secondary back. And Gamewell has been non existent. We know Howard's injured. So I think Sanders is really going to get a lot of carries this game and uh, really make things happen for us.
0: Yeah, it's going to have to be a uh, Sanders game as well on the ground, maybe get him involved in the pass catching uh, a little bit more all right. Time for the Eagles nest player, who we think the player of the game is going to be and our final score predictions, Rob, I'll let you go first. What do you got as the score and uh, who's going to be the difference maker?
1: Yeah, I'm going to pick the Eagles again. Uh, Keep the train rolling. Um, Go, realist Rob. I'm going to say 34 to 17. Um, I'm actually with Justin. I think miles Sanders has a big game. I I think he's going to break A run for a touchdown of a of you know 30 plus yards. I just think he's due. He's shown a propensity for it. And I think this is his game to do so. Yeah, that's fair. What's what's the final score? I I think did I just say uh
0: 34-17. 34-17. Oh man, that's it's a pretty good score. So you got him covering the spread and hitting the over. Oh, am I crazy to go? 35-14. I think we're going to put them on, put it on these giants. I, I mean, they're kind of a beaten down team. I think they're not going to match our physicality. And I think the confidence of this Eagles team right now is sky high. We're protecting the ball, pushing people around and the defense is opportunistic 35 to 14. Let's fucking go uh, also on the over and them covering. And I, I mentioned it earlier, but I, I when we talked about the offense, I think Goddard is going to be the guy that has a massive game. calling Goddard, uh, you know, eighty yards, two touchdowns. Dallas Goddard, let's go, Justin. Close it out. Who do you got? And who's your player of the game?
2: All right, um, I I got the Eagles winning this one. You guys make me so nervous because I also said thirty four. I know you said 35, Sean. I <laughs> thirty five, Sean, but I got to go wrong. Thirty four to twenty four, which makes me very nervous, but. I'm going to stick with it. And we all seem to have faith in our offense right now. I love it. Um, the player of the game or the next player, you know, I picked Devonte. I think the last three weeks and the first week I took him was because it seemed like, you know, it was a good time to buy. People were down on him this week, you know, whose stock is all time low right now was Regor. I, you know, I'm going to pick wow. him. I'm going to say he has at least a touchdown. He has at least fifty yards, and he redeems himself somewhat.
1: Justin. I got to say, I'm a little disappointed you didn't double down on Whiteside.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I, sh- I should have, but I'm, I'm going to stick with Rager right now. It's a good time to buy. I'll, maybe I'll invest in Whiteside next week.
0: I think. I think he has Rob. I think he does have secretly have a Rager jersey. He's just afraid to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Hunter. All right. That'll do it for the tired Eagles podcast. Make sure you uh, subscribe and more importantly, uh, sign up for our uh, nice little uh, contest there. Get yourself a chance to win a Brian Dawkins autographed mini helmet. Just go to sports Eagles of slash Eagles course be 18 years old and be in the United States sports slash Eagles. Get in there for your chance to win the autographed. Brian Dawkins mini helmet. The instructions and to how to enter are all there. Very easy to do, and no, uh, oh, hey, who doesn't want a Dawkins? I mean, how how badass would that be if you have a Dawkins mini helmet on your uh, office desk? That's a real power move. Brian Dawkins would approve. I know. So uh, roll the dice, and uh, hopefully you win. Thank you guys as always for tuning in to the Die Hard Eagles Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. For the Diehard Eagles podcast, I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob for Justin. Go birds!
2: Go birds!
0: Go birds!